It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life, from health and wellness to professional development to personal well-being. Changemakers join me to share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. Now, let's start talking. Today's guest, Joel Green, teaches how to respond to life rather than reacting to it. By using a process he calls filtering, Joel says we can extract the good and essential from our daily occurrences. Joel is CEO of Pro Level Training, the national director of Nike Sports Camps, a former professional basketball player, and a motivational speaker. In addition, he's a professional sports and fitness model and actor who's been featured in commercials. Joel is the author of the book, Filtering, The Way to Extract Strength from the Struggle. Welcome, Joel. Thank you so much for joining us. Joel, thanks so much for having me on. So, Joel, looking at your bio, you're a leader in everything that you do. Were you always this person? No. <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> I was not. You know, initially, I, with much of my activity, I'm a big-time observer. So when I even got into, let's say, basketball, which is, you know, a good portion of my life, you know, playing actively, I just observed. I watched, you know. I may have been on a team, but... I knew I wasn't ready to be a leader just yet and what I thought leadership to be. So I watched the guys who were leaders and who I looked up to be uh, in that role, and I began to mimic those guys and those girls because early on I played with, you know, guys and girls in the co-ed leagues and teams and things like that, and I just began copying them, to be honest, and, you know, began doing what they did with my own twist and adding my own touch to it. And I'll be honest, I do the same thing today. If I'm getting into a new industry, any new walk of life, any new venture, I observe, I learn, and I mimic, but I add my own touch and twist to it. And I think that's such an important point to make because oftentimes I think people believe they know everything and there's nothing they have to learn Mm -hmm. from anyone else. So I agree with you. Being an observer, I, I always said that's what I did growing into this job. I was a sponge. I tried to learn everything I could from other people. Exactly, and that's I, I enjoy that. I I'm a learner, so I I enjoy that process of saying, "Wow, I'm picking up a new trade, a new skill. Uh, wow, I can't wait to apply this." So it's it's an adventure for me every time, and you know, uh, it's, I'm glad that I enjoy that because I I know most do not most want to just jump right in and, and already know how to do, but that's not the case. So tell us a little bit about your filtering process. What is it? How did you develop it? Well, you know, filtering in itself is it's an extraction process. You know, just as if the, you know, we're filtering water or filtering air. You know, we're trying to leave behind the bad and, you know, take the good away from it and, and apply that good. And that's really what it's all about. And I came up with this filtering method while I was going through some difficulties and just needed answers. I needed to know how to get over the hurdles that I was going through and the obstacles and the challenges that I was experiencing. I just had to find a way, to be honest. And, you know, it, I developed this, this method to not just get me through what I was going through, but I challenged myself to 
see if I can even pull from the difficulty to actually propel me through what I was going through. I want to see if I can actually get gain something from it as opposed to just getting on the other side of it. So I began leaning into my situations more, the dark moments more, to see if there was any bit of motivation, any bit of fuel, any bit of strength within them. And I just began seeing it, you know, from so many different angles like I haven't before because I would just miss my pain. I would just miss difficulty because I just wanted it to be gone. But the moment I began leaning into it, I started learning from them, saying, wow, okay, there's actually food to within even these dark moments. And uh, it began filtering and breaking down that, those situations and circumstances into manageable pieces for myself that I can handle and not become, be overwhelmed with. And the moment I broke those things down, it became easy to handle. Yeah, because I think a lot of times people get stuck in the bad. You know, they, they assume this mm-hmm. identity of the worst thing that's happened to them, and they live the rest of their lives being that person, letting it define who mm-hmm. they are. Right, right. And, and that's where, you know, I mentioned learning earlier, how I enjoy learning. That's what filtering is really about. When it, if you want to get to a foundation of what it does for you, it teaches you. And the same way we, we go to a therapist, we go to a coach, and I coach and help people. Filtering in itself will help you do that for yourself in the moment while you're going through what you're going through as opposed to have to to wait on hindsight to reveal the fruits to you of your circumstances. You can have those things revealed to you in the moment if you lean into them. You know, we go to therapy to lean into our situation, you know, so that the therapist can help reveal things for us. And, you know, filtering in itself is a great tool and method that we can use for ourselves not to replace therapy. You know, it's great to have ventilation take place. It's great to have help. But there's nothing like having something for yourself to use while you're going through something, especially if it's just you right there. So filtering is a great tool to help you see things from a different perspective and, and hold different objective vantage points. Joe, can you give us a few tips from your book uh, about how we can learn how to do this? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I mentioned pain earlier, and, you know, this is one of the chapters, one of my favorite chapters. They're all, you know, a favorite of mine. But <laughs> uh, one that may be the most lengthy is uh, the purpose of our pain. And that goes into full detail of how we can learn from our pain, of how we can really address our pain as opposed to just trying to make it go away because it hurts us so much. You know, my, the way I look at it is we got to go. Once it's here, it's here. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with trying to expedite its uh, dismissal, you know, but at the same time, I feel that we should still carry a, a perspective of trying to learn from that situation of what we're going through so that the pain, the difficulties, the challenges doesn't revolve when we have an opportunity to resolve those things in the moment. So I feel like we can resolve so much just by learning. We can resolve, you know, hatred by learning about the things and people that we hate. I think greater understanding comes with greater empathy, and empathy just leads to resolution a lot of times. And um, there's this, this, this so much that I discuss in the book in regards to that, but one or two ways. Um, I talk about adjustments a lot in the book, making adjustments, being open. You know, uh, I talk about some some key words and terms you can give yourself when you're going through something so that you're not harping on something that just happened. 
I tell people to tell themselves next play. Um, it was something that I learned in sports to where I used to miss a shot or dribble the ball off my foot and get a turnover and be upset, so upset about it that I became a detriment to my team the next play because I'm hanging my head low and the guy that I'm supposed to be playing defense on the next trip up the floor, he scores. All because I was still dwelling on what happened to me, being a victim in that moment. At the same time, self-sabotaging myself and my team. And so my coach, you know, he had to pull me aside a number of times saying, hey, look, you're hurting us by pouting <laughs> and dwelling on what happened. You have to move forward. You have to move forward or else you're going to hurt the entire team and yourself. So he said, look, what I want you to do is next time you miss a shot, next time you do something that is not ideal for yourself that you expect to do better at, immediately tell yourself next play. And it breaks you out of that moment of disappointment and defeat. And it just takes you forward. And you look for progress immediately. And that's, you know, one way I tell people it's a, a nice, quick way to break yourself out of what you're going through and become more aware of there's still more life ahead. Yeah, what, what a great tip. As you were talking about that, I just kept thinking about that's my new thing, you know, next play, because that's next what play. happens to us, what you just described. Something doesn't go our way or somebody says something or we just get stuck there and we ruminate over it and we tell ourselves over and over again how horrible we are and we're no good and we can't do this and, oh boy, it just mm. consumes us. And so, like you're saying, it sounds simple, but I, I love it. Next play. Next play. I, I, I yeah. tell myself that often. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, life, life happens, you know, and unexpected people happen, you know, and unexpected reactions to your actions happen. And if, if it's not ideal, you have to just try to find a way to keep yourself moving forward, not being stuck in that, that unideal moment. And, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's nice on the other side. It may not always be easy, but it's so worth it. When I look at everything that you've taken on in life, uh, professional basketball, acting, modeling, these are all highly competitive fields. And these are all areas that, you know, your motivation can very easily be broken. How do you maintain that motivation besides the, the strategy that you just shared with us? How do you keep forging forward when you're in such a highly competitive arena? I'm, a, I'm my main competition. And that, you know, and I say that with all humility, no arrogance, no conceit whatsoever, but I put my focus on me in environments like that because I, again, I love growth. I love learning. I love improvement and only I can grow truly, you know, even if I'm a part of a team, I can help the team grow, but my contribution comes by way of my I dare say selfish growth, my individual growth. That's how I'll then contribute my portion to the team. You know, and that's really what it comes down to when it comes to my improvement, when it comes to my success in a certain, at a certain venture, I challenge myself to be my own, my only competition. How well can I do? Not compared to how well they do or how well someone else does. My end result is based off of how well I challenge myself to do and what can I get out of myself? And that's really what I do with everything. I just, I step into it and it helps me to worry less about the end result. Cause I don't like worrying, you know, at all. Yeah. And so I just, I shift my focus to now because when we worry, we're, we're in the future. We're not in the present. 
we're, you know, we're thinking about outcomes and results and objectives complete. I'm not concerned with that. That my end result is going to simply be a byproduct of how great I do in the moment. And that's where I place myself. And that just allows me to, to compete with myself and enjoy it that much more. Joel, is that the way a lot of athletes are trained to just compete with yourself? Yes, absolutely. That's, that's one thing to where, you know, I've spoken to a number of sports psychologists over the years, friends with some now, and that's the ultimate way to become your personal best. It cannot be, you know, comparative. You can be aware of competition. You can be aware of comparisons as far as your numbers versus the best numbers, things like that. There's nothing wrong with being aware of that. That cannot be your primary motivator or driving force. Ultimately, all you can do is all you can do, right? And that's what people have to realize. It's not about you doing more than this or more than that. All you can ultimately achieve and pull off is all that you can personally achieve and pull off. Seek that out. And that's my objective all the time. I'm trying to seek that out. And I know if anyone seeks that out, they will in turn find greatness. Well, that's such a great lesson that can be applied to any area of a person's life because, you know, you hear people that maybe they're looking on social media or they're comparing themselves to their friends, like let's say a a parent who's saying, well, their kids have this or this person has that or their house is bigger or they have a better car, they have a better job. All we do is compare ourselves to other people. And that's why we're never happy. And and then you get the bigger car and you're still not happy and you get the better house Mm -hmm. and you're still not happy. So it does come from within. It comes from within. And again, it's what we ultimately want. I, I truly believe is that we don't want things. We want feelings. You know, it's not that we want all this stuff. We want the feelings that that stuff brings. And, you know, I began to realize that over the years, like, you know, do I enjoy things and stuff like the next person? Absolutely, I do. You know, know, some things bring joy to me and my household. But at the same time, I enjoy feeling Great. I enjoy feeling fulfilled. That's my main objective. I want to be fulfilled every day. It's not happiness. I don't pursue happiness. You know, I pursue fulfillment each and every day, things that can just keep me going and saying, wow, today was fun. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I can look forward to tomorrow. Like, and that's just, like you said, so many people are just, you know, comparing and just getting this and realizing, oh, it wasn't that that was, that was going to do it. So they look for the next thing and they're like, oh, it's not that. You just got to, got to seek out like the feelings like yeah. and just find ways to help yourself feel good we're trying to fill this hole within ourselves and and you know joe when i started this work more than 12 years ago it was because i went through a lot of loss and and personal mm-hmm. challenges in my own life and i created the change your attitude change your life brand because the one thing i did know i didn't know a whole lot back then but the one thing i did know was that i had to get my head in the game so to speak if I was going to move forward, I had to learn how to embrace these changes, look for the blessings, as you said, you know, stop looking at my struggles as negatives. And that's really how I've been able to do the work that I'm doing and create the life that I have. And, and that's what you're telling everyone through your work and your book and by example. And I think if we learn how to do that one thing, to, to start to look at our challenges and our struggles as not necessarily these negative things happening to us, I think that's the place where the transformation begins. Do you agree with that? 
I completely agree with that. Uh, completely agree. I mean, they, so many of these things are happening for us and not to us. And we just don't realize it because our perspective is off. And, you know, emotionally, we get so caught up on the surface of what we're going through, not realizing what lies beneath. And that's truly what I began discovering. The more I leaned into my problems, my difficulties, my challenges, the more, as you just said, embraced the challenges, I began to actually see what they, were, they truly were about. I began to see, okay, maybe this is why it came, as opposed to just being so irate about the fact that it's here. Right. And that's, you know, it was a discovery. I just said, okay, I really just have to not be afraid. It's a daring thing to do. You know, it, it, it's a painful thing to do sometimes, to have to go toward what's, what's hurting you, what's challenging you. But so many times, it's kind of like facing a bully. The more we run from a bully, the more it chases us. Right. You know, it's not until we stand up to it. Until, it, then, then it begins to stop. I'm not right. saying it stops right away, but sooner or later, that bullying stops. Yeah, and I think it's important, you know, as you were saying, that things don't happen to us. And, and we're not saying that we want these bad things to happen, but they're right. happening. And so here you are, and what are you going to do with it? Exactly. And I forget the, the scripture in the Bible, but um, it talks about, you know, our troubles. Um, it says, work, work is for us, far exceeding glory. I, I forget the exact exact scripture, but that's exactly how I look at our troubles. It, it works, works for us. They're an assistance, you know, in helping us to grow and to get better. And realizing that we aren't here, and this is a recent revelation I've even had, thinking, this is about life. I, I sit down, I have think time, <laughs> you know. So I allow myself just to sit back and think for five to ten minutes and just whatever crossed my mind, I entertain it. And I have a pencil and a piece of paper sometimes, or I'll just put something on my phone. And I was just thinking, just, you know, I don't feel like we were put here to make all the bad stuff good. You know, um, I really feel like the bad stuff was put here to make us better. Um, I feel like we need to embrace these things a little bit more so that we can grow as a result of them as opposed to just always even trying to improve them. I think we need to just say, you know what, they are here. This is life. Let's get better as a result of them. Right, because you wouldn't be the person you are today had you not gone through those challenges, and I wouldn't be the person I am today. And so it really gives us the opportunity to grow and to turn into a better version of ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. The book is Filtering the Way to Extract Strength from Struggle. Joe, where can our listeners go to get more information about you and your work? Uh, you can visit my website, joelbgreen.com. And um, I'm also on Instagram, pretty heavy. And uh, I discuss a lot <laughs> with people there, you know, by way of messages and you know, little chats and, and things of that sort. I'm, I'm big on the engagement side, and um, especially of late with people picking up the book on Amazon and reaching out to me saying, hey, I love this portion of it, I love that portion, and I just, I love the discussion aspect. Joel, in our final moments, what is the takeaway? What would you like to leave our listeners with? Honestly, exactly what I, I, I just mentioned. I, I'll build off of that. Um, you know, just realize that it's not, with, with the problems that you may face, 
the, the problems that may be present surrounding you, it's not always about dismissing the problems. It's not always about removing the problems. It's not always about making those bad things good or making those wrongs right. So many times, those things are present to help improve us, but we, we just got to carry a different perspective. We have to step outside of ourselves in the situation for a moment and say, you know what? What can I actually learn from this? How can I grow through this process instead of just having this suffering and go through this thing? Try to take a different perspective the next time you're going through anything that's problematic and see if you can learn from it. I promise you, you will. And remember to say, next play. Joel, thank you so much for joining us. This has been such a wonderful conversation, and I've really enjoyed having you on the show. Joel, thank you so much. It's been a joy. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided is the opinion of our guest and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on our site, listen to past shows on demand, read the digital magazine, sign up for our mailing list, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in.